everyone, I'm Brandon Odo. And I'm Brian Bowling. And this is Critical Care Scenarios, the podcast where we use clinical cases, narrative storytelling, and expert guests to unpack how critical care is practiced in the real world. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, we have, uh, I guess, a bit of a lightning rounds today, but it's a, a very special episode. I just, well, I don't know when it's going to be when you hear this, but in January of this year, I went to the SCCM conference, our annual congress, which was in Phoenix, and uh, a great conference. I had a lot of fun. Uh, met some fans, which was great. Hello to all of you uh, who said hi. Um, but I took the opportunity to bring a little microphone and just have a few quick chats, uh, particularly with people who are involved in um, you know what we're calling in SCCM ICU liberation. It just, I guess, a a bit of a lofty term, but it's just kind of the the collection of ideas and, and practices that are meant to uh, support the ability of a patient to not just survive critical illness, but after they get over that hump to recover, to actually get better, return to normal function, leave the ICU, and uh, get back as quickly as possible to their normal lives. So it's things like managing sedation, um, preventing delirium, mobility, and things like that. So what I asked a, a handful of our uh, hardworking critical care colleagues, including some of the folks who um, are on the liberation committee with me, was one question. You have a patient in the ICU, never mind why they're sick, but they're sick, they're intubated, and uh, because of agitation and confusion and most likely delirium, uh, they've ended up sedated, and they've become more and more heavily sedated. And now they're they're in this spot, which we see not infrequently, where they're on heavy sedation, probably multiple drips. And every time you try to wean one of them off, because you need to make some progress and get this patient uh, weaned and extubated, and maybe they're otherwise well, this sedation and confusion may be the only thing keeping them on the ventilator. But every time you try to wean them, they get agitated. And, you know, maybe it's a a relatively young, strong patient, and they start thrashing around and trying to pull their tube out. And so you end up going back up on sedation. And you're kind of stuck in this loop where probably the sedation is worsening the problem. Probably it's making them more confused, probably even delirious. We know that sedation drives that. But of course, they do have to be safe. So how do we get out of this hole? And yes, of course, avoiding it in the first place is the best way. But what are your tips and tricks for uh, getting out of this problem. Let's see what a few of these folks have to say. Pat Posa, Quality and Safety Program Manager. I have to keep them on sedation because they get agitated when I wake them up. Um, hopefully, I, they're still at a RAS of minus one, um, uh, and I try and sit them on the side of the bed and have their feet touch the floor because it just connects the brain. And, um, and that will help uh, get them out of that delirious state. Uh, Martha Roberts, pharmacy department coordinator. Uh, as a pharmacist, I usually, at that point, appreciate the med doses that they're on, but then I start looking at items such as, has been a change in kidney function or liver function where maybe um, the delirium is being exacerbated or maybe I should be selecting a different medication from... Uh, to optimize treatment and or past medical history. Do we potentially have somebody that may enjoy some beverage, alcoholic beverages and hasn't been truthful and that part of the workup and trying to make sure we've got the, 
all of our bases covered, and then working to try to optimize the uh, pharmacological management. I do like Pat's uh, suggestion, though, because I think sometimes that getting up and being more in the upright position and not just uh, tied or maybe uh, to the bed it, it can change the perspective. Uh, so I like that idea as well. Juliana Barr, MD, IC Liberation champion. So you've got an agitated, intubated patient who's sedated, and every time you try to wean the sedation, they get agitated. And the question is, how do you get out of that vicious circle? Because ultimately, you've got to wake up the patient, get them off the ventilator, get them out of the bed, get them out of the ICU. So the first question you have to ask yourself is what's causing the agitation when you wean the sedation? And there are several possibilities. So the first thing that comes to mind is delirium. But to be sure that a patient's delirious, you need to implement validated tools to assess that. And most commonly, we use the CAM-ICU tool. If the patient is delirious, strategies that can help with their delirium are making sure they have good pain control without over-sedating them with opioids, um, making sure that um, we're doing everything we can to reorient the patient, letting them know that they're safe, we're not trying to hurt them, where they are, why they're there, how long they've been there. The family is really the secret weapon around reorientation and family presence in the ICU to engage their loved ones has been shown to be uh, a remedy for delirium. You can reduce delirium by more than 30% by just engaging families in the reorientation process. And, um, and then other things you can do to mitigate the risk of delirium is to get them out of bed, even when they are delirious and on a ventilator, that's entirely doable, and that's also an excellent remedy for um, reducing delirium prevalence. I'm Kelly Drumright. I'm a critical care clinical nurse leader from Nashville, Tennessee, and I am on the ICU Liberation Committee, and I'll be the incoming chair for this new term. Okay, my answer is I'm going to turn that sedation off and try to engage the patient as much as possible and get them up and moving around and staying awake to prevent further delirium. My name is Ben. I'm a cardiac ICUPA at St. Francis Hospital in Hartford, Connecticut. Involve family early, try to reverse cause of delirium, um, normalize sleep-wake cycle, keep the patient's uh, windows open, face the head of the bed towards the window, um, just involve family as much as you can. All right, well, there you have it. A few quick takes. What do we take away from all this? I think everyone acknowledges that if you get to this point, you know, it's not just a simple matter of turn off sedation and wake them up. That's the goal, but you do have to work your way there. And the tools that can support that are this panoply of things that help bring the patient back to reality and function. Uh, kind of using the idea that when patients do more, they are able to do more. And the more normal they are, the more normal they can be. Whereas the more we medicalize them, the more they tend to stay medicalized. So if you're able to mobilize them at all. If you're able to keep a normal cycle of sleeping, let them see a little bit of light. Um, if you're able to, of course, address any underlying problems that are still driving their confusion in medical state, um, whether that be imbalances of electrolyte, alcohol withdrawal, pain, and so on. Um, indefinitely involving family members can be a real secret weapon because often the main thing these patients need 
is just someone to redirect them, communicate with them like a person, remind them who they are and where they are, um, and just have that kind of human touch. And we can do that. Our nurses can do that. But it's tough. It can be a lot of work. We can't always devote the resources necessary to have someone sit with this patient all day long, hold their hand and say, you know, here's who you are, where you are, and what's happening. It's okay. Um, but also, the patient doesn't know us. So someone who they actually know and love uh, is a, a wonderful resource for this. So hopefully that was interesting and a little bit helpful. Um, if ICU liberation is something that interests you, um, there are some great resources on the SCCM website. There's iculiberation.org. Uh, um, some great stuff on the A through F bundle, which is really tools along these lines. And you can certainly get involved if you're um, a member of SCCM, which I encourage you to be. And uh, hopefully I can see you next year at the conference, which is going to be in Orlando, Florida. Um, and otherwise, we'll talk next time. <laughs>